I am by nature a dealer in words, and words are the most powerful drug known to humanity. Rudyard Kipling You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots, I'm Lee Holt. And I'm Lee Esses. And before we get too far into this, if you are a parent and you're listening to this with your kids... I would advise you to maybe go back, listen to The Hero's Journey or another one of our more popular episodes. Listen to this episode on your own before listening to it with your kids. Today's writing crime also includes some crimes from the real world, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Well, rock and roll is not a crime, but... (laughs) And this happens in a lot of writing. This is not new or prohibited in the writing world. A lot of stuff written down since the beginning of time has been about sex in some way. I mean, Zeus. Yeah. (laughs) So, one of the questions. How sexy are you allowed to be in a book? Yes. But. Make sure your audience knows up front. If you're writing a children's book, maybe don't. If you're writing Christian fiction, probably don't. Yeah, you can kind of do a fade to black implication thing in that. But you have to consider the moral standards of your readers. Then again, if you're writing erotica. Why not? I think your readers would be disappointed if there wasn't anything like that in it. If you're writing for adult males. I'm finding this a lot in my particular genre because that tends to be what I write and what I read. The sex scenes tend to be a, well, that was fun. Moving on. (laughs) There is like no emotional attachment. It's a conquering kind of mentality. And it tends to be the same woman throughout the entire book. But I'm mostly thinking about Jack Reacher at the moment. If she's wearing black nylons, you know he's going to sleep with her at some point. Very James Bondy. They're with him for one movie or one episode or one book and moving on. So while writing for adult males is very physical romance, if you're writing for YA, you're going to have a lot more of the happily ever after emotional kind of romance. Hormonal. Very hormonal romance in your books. And if you're writing adult romance, you're going to be allowed to have a little bit more of that physical romance but it's going to be on an emotional level. It's not just, well, she's wearing pearls, so guess what? It's a, he protected me with his body while we were both cold and going to freeze if we had slept separately. It is a emotional, long-term relationship that your readers are generally looking for in adult female romance genres. So keeping your audience in mind for any of the things that we're talking about this episode is really the goal. So when we say, yes, you can do this, or no, you can't do this, make sure it suits your genre and your audience first and foremost. If you don't know your genre, if you don't know your audience, you need to find out who they are because that will dictate the kinds of scenes and the kinds of content you can put in your stories. And make sure your audience knows going into the book what kind of book it's going to be about. 
If you've written four books in this young adult series, and then the fifth book in the series has this violent rape scene, it's completely outside of genre. Maybe save that creative juice for a different series or even a pen name. I actually ran into this with the Green Rider series by Kristen Britton. I read the first one, and it was a very clean fantasy Not quite young adult, but almost young adult fiction. And the third book in the series suddenly had like full-blown sex scenes. And it really threw me for a loop because it's not what I was expecting in what I thought was a older young adult genre. If you see you have done this and you've kind of surprised your readers a little too late in your story... You have two options. One, write it however you want and fix it during editing. Or two, set it up so that your readers are okay with this particular concept that you're introducing. And accept that your audience may not be who you originally envisioned, which means you may need to adjust some of the other pieces of your book to better fit that audience. This is a process done in editing, not your first draft. Even if you know the genre, if you know the audience, how do you actually know what is okay to them or will they hate you for having some content? This is where you as an author get to kind of dictate that. Unless you've dictated something else previously, you get to say, okay, in this book, this is okay. This is a topic we're talking about. If it has a shirtless male on it, you're going to assume it's not going to be read by eight-year-olds. And if your main character is a mouse who wields a sword against the foxes, then a violent rape scene is probably not going to be in your book. Yeah. Your readers will never hate you if you have set it up correctly. Drug use was a major plot point in Sherlock Holmes. Very, very common. You go back to the originals in the 1800s, it was a time where opium was a very big thing. And so it was kind of a discourse on society at the time. And it helps that his sidekick was a doctor. In the case of Sherlock Holmes, the drug use is a weakness of the character. He needs to have some kind of drug in his system in order to think clearly, quote unquote. And it ends up being a reason for them to butt heads. You can also have gang violence. I will put a little asterisk here. You need to research the culture around gangs. Find out why they do drive-by shootings. Find out why they do whatever. What did the mob actually do in the 1920s? Because wanton gang violence that targets specifically innocent people is very rare. They don't tend to just do a drive-by at a random house. They tend to be more of a rule-based, but it's their own rules. So if you take one of mine, we're going to take 10 of yours. It's rare that they're going to target little old lady unless little old lady is somehow involved in the gang violence. Probably one of the most common things that you'll see in a lot of books, especially fantasy action, anything with fighting, is gore. That's just kind of accepted. We've talked in our Murder 101 and Murder 102 episodes about things like lividity and the body losing all of its grip on its body fluids as the person dies. This level of detail 
is not necessary for a lot of deaths. But if you want the death to be a shock, if you want the death to slam the reader in the face, having the character pee themselves as they die is a common thing. That level of detail might not be for every character, might not be for every story, definitely isn't for every audience member. If you're writing, say, a procedural forensic kind of story, they're going to describe a lot more of the gore, but it's going to be a clinical description, not a emotional description. There's a very big difference in how those two things are described. If it is a clinical description, they're going to use words like lividity instead of the blood pooling on the bottom of their skin making it swell. Speaking of gore and violence, murder. Yeah. Murder is going to happen in a lot of genres. How graphic depends on the audience. Again, if you're writing for adults, generally you have a little bit more leeway in how graphic you get. We talked about sex a little bit. I do want to mention it matters if the characters are married to a lot of people. And I briefly talked about it, but sexual assault If you have a sexual assault in the book, it should be a theme. It shouldn't be a one-time occurrence that doesn't have much effect on anything. It has to become a plot point. And this is mostly a respect to your reader. You don't want to surprise somebody with that, especially if they've had this particular trauma in their own past. Which means you need to be foreshadowing it. It has to be expected. Give them a chance to put the book down before they get hit in the face with this. If you are deciding whether or not a character should use drugs, murder somebody, have sex with somebody. Rock and roll. Yeah. The worst. (laughs) Make sure that it is a reflection of that character. Make sure that that would be the character's choice, not your choice forced on them. And I think audiences get this. When the bad guy is mean to the good guy, that's kind of okay in a way. That's expected. The readers aren't going to hold you, the author, accountable because the bad guy committed a crime. But if your good guy murders somebody out of cold blood, there's going to be question. There's going to be a, wait, what? They should have a higher moral standard. So why did they make that choice? Is it a choice that they would have made or would they have found a better way to do it? It has to feel part of the story, part of the character, and part of their motivations. So understanding where your characters are coming from, understanding where you yourself are coming from, understanding how you're structuring the story for the sake of your audience is a big deal when introducing sex, drugs, and rock and roll into your story. That means the most important thing you need to do is to write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 